0: Welcome to the Inside Loris Athletics podcast and today's episode of the Hall of Fame celebration series. I'm Emily Adelfinger, Director of Athletic Communications at Loris College, and I am honored to have the chance to introduce our Hall of Fame class of 2021. Today, I'm in the studio with Dick Cody, a 1981 graduate and member of the Duhawk football program, who is one of the greatest outside linebackers in program history. Dick was an NAIA All-American, two-time All-District Award winner, three-year team captain, and also earned NAIA Player of the Week honors during his career. Dick, thank you so much for joining me today. Um Congratulations on your induction into the Athletics Hall of Fame.
1: Uh, thanks so much, Emily. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me here today. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. We're going to have a good time today. You
1: bet. it. I know we will.
0: So as a Dubuque native, um, you were familiar with Loris and the football c- program from a young age. Um You told me beforehand you had a special role with the team when you were in middle school. Let's talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's exactly uh, accurate. So... Back when I was 12 years old, Loris had just resurrected the program, uh, the football program here, and it was really due through the efforts of my brother, John Cody, who coincidentally was inducted to the Loris Athletic Hall of Fame in 2011. Oh, wow. So when he got the program resurrected and he also played... In that year, he kind of let me tag along as a water boy. So I was fortunate enough to be the water boy and interact with the college players at that time. It was an exciting time in my life. I was a young kid, my formidable years, Mm -hmm. right? I was only in seventh grade at that time. So I walked on the field as a water boy with my eyes wide open.
0: Yeah. So that probably gave you a bit of a taste of, you know, what could be in the future um, but your path didn't necessarily take you to Loris right off the bat.
1: No, it didn't. I mean, quite honestly, to your point, when I first became the water boy, I got more in tune with what football was all about, and I knew that that was a sport that I wanted to play, so I went to Wallard High School here in Dubuque, and from there I was recruited by the University of Northern Iowa and went down there on a scholarship and played linebacker for them for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of one year, it just wasn't a good fit for me down at the University of Northern Iowa, and I was looking for other opportunities where to play, and I was looking at different colleges around the Midwest. I didn't want to stray too far from uh, the Midwest area. And it came down to a couple of colleges. And the one that intrigued me the most about Loras was that they were um, in the process of rebuilding their football program. Mm-hmm. And it was something, obviously, that I was familiar with from being my years tied in Water Waterboy, my brother going to school here, and also Loris presented a great opportunity academically. So mm-hmm. it was a good fit for me to come back and be part of that program. And I was excited about it. And to this day, I'm glad I did. Right. And you get to
0: be back in your hometown and be with the program you're familiar with. So absolutely. absolutely. It definitely sounded like a perfect fit. That's right. Um, So... Once you got to Loris, or even at you and I, we can talk a little bit about both. Are there any specific moments that are still clear as day when you think back to your football career?
1: Yeah, I will tell you that the eye opener that I had at, at University of Iowa was was at the collegiate level, right? My first introduction to college football and required much more hard work than I had done in high school. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I worked any less than anybody else at high school and the football athletics and on the, in the classroom as well, but it just took a different mindset, a different commitment that maybe I hadn't had previously. Mm-hmm. And that carried over into Loris as well. When I came to Loris, the nice thing again for me about Loris was, yeah, athletics was emphasized, and the opportunity to play football here was great. But the classroom was also important. Right. So that was always reinforced to me by my coaches and by the teachers and so forth. That hey, listen, man, you know, this is something where you're going to have an opportunity to remember for the rest of your life the educational opportunity you had here. So
0: right, because that's really good what's going to set you up. I mean, you would hope to play football forever, but you know, we all know that's not going to always be
1: the case. Exactly.
0: Um, so before you had mentioned me uh, a little bit about a Saint Ambrose game, yeah. What about that game sticks out to you?
1: Well, one thing about uh, Loris is that it has a rich tradition in athletics. And one of the biggest rivalries that really ever was, uh, to one point even when I was playing in the late 70s and early 80s, was the rivalry with St. Ambrose. Mm-hmm. You had two Catholic colleges that had gone head-to-head for decades And actually, they played for a trophy, which is called the bell. Okay. And uh, that bell symbolized, obviously, victory for the team that won. And they got to keep it for one year until they played each other next year. So that was always something in the back of my mind as I entered into that game about the tradition and the rivalry and how important it is to win because it set the tone for the whole season. I mean, I think if we would have went one and eight and we beat Saint Ambrose, that would have been a winning season for us.
0: Yeah. So we talk about rivalries. Obviously, another rivalry that we all talk about is the Dubuque rivalry. Right. Um, so was that? How was that back when you were playing? Because now I know it is. An absolute madness for yeah. the weekend yeah. what was that kind of like was it just starting out or was that always kind of a long-standing you know, tradition it,
1: that's a great question i mean it, it was just starting out at that point point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually the university of New York had a real strong football program and was rising through the ranks they were nationally ranked at the time that we played them as a matter of fact that year my senior year they made the playoffs in the NCAA. Oh, wow. Um, so we went over to their field mm-hmm. and they beat us by about, uh, I think it was about 18 points or so. <laughs> but we hung with them for about three quarters, which was great because, right. uh, you know, we didn't have the numbers of personnel on our team. We only had maybe 55, 60 players. They had 110 and so forth and they went deep. But that rivalry, I'm glad to see that it was initiated or reinstated back then because it was in place prior to that and it carries forward to this day, as you say. And I know it's as I go to the games, it's a big rivalry.
0: Yeah, it's hard when that school is down the street, you know, it's always <laughs> on your mind and you're exactly. always thinking about when you drive by.
1: Exactly. Uh
0: so I feel like we also have to talk about Coach Bob Beery. Yeah. Um, you know, he celebrated his fortieth year at the college in twenty twenty and you know, we couldn't really celebrate it a whole lot because of COVID and the change in the season season, but what his teams accomplished during his days was tremendous. So what was it about him as a coach that helped the team have that success? Or you know, talk a little about about what his leadership style was yeah, like. Uh,
1: yeah, I will be glad to do so. I think every athlete, no matter what level they compete at, always has one or two coaches that stand out mm-hmm. as being uh, instrumental in their success, whether it be in the specific sport or for future reference in your professional and personal career down the road. Mm-hmm. And Bob Beery was one of those for me. Um, he was what I would call one of the most, um, understanding football coaches I ever had from the standpoint that he knew what I was all about as a player, what my drives were, what my weaknesses were and my strengths were. And he is always able to meld me around my weaknesses to become stronger. Mm-hmm. And he was always there to be supportive. Um, as I said, I think he has the respect of everybody, uh, that played for him. I think he has respect for everybody that he played against, coached against. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just, I can't say enough good things about Coach.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone says. You know, I don't know him very well, but every time I talk to someone, they talk about Coach Beery. It's just nothing but positive things. So that's amazing. Um, So we also have another one of your teammates going into the Hall of Fame this season, Mark Eisbach. And I spoke with him in our first episode of the series. Um, And I was telling him while I was doing research, I found a quote from Coach Beery. Uh, in the 1981 season where he talked about the senior class's leadership and how that class really helped carry the team that season. Uh, You were one of those seniors and Mark even talked about how your leadership really stood out. So talk about your senior class and kind of where that leadership came from. You know, was it from the top down or was it internal from you guys?
1: You know, I'll tell you what, I think it was internal more than top down. It was a combination of both, but I say internally because the coaches let us lead the way that they they, that we felt we could. Mm-hmm. Um, there was five of us that were part of that team that year. We'd gone through all the years of the rebuilding and so forth and playing their coach, Beery. Uh, and I truly believe that the younger guys looked to us as far as, you know, for guidance and, you know, how did the experience relate to, you know, that playing at that time. So um, we had a great opportunity to, to work with our underclassmen. Um, they were all, you know, aggressive and wanted to play football because of Division Three, as you say, not many guys are going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're playing for the for the love of the game, right? And so when they have an opportunity to do that, and they can look to some people for leadership, it just makes it that much more fun and much more enjoyable for them to play.
0: Right? Did you know when Mark was a freshman that he was going to have the career that he did? Was he kind <clears> of <throat> one that stuck out, or did he kind of late bloom? I guess. No,
1: I was. I wouldn't say he was a late bloomer. he's probably above average. But I mean, it's hard to read when I'm 21 years old about who yeah. I think is going to become a future All American as mm-hmm. well. But you know he had a lot of talent, and mm-hmm. I knew of him from my days at Wallard High School. Right, yeah, he you know, mentioned he played before yeah. he did, and so forth. So I knew of his career there, and he was an outstanding lineman there, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously carried forward for the next four years at Lawrence College as well.
0: Yeah, pretty fun to get to share that moment with a former oh, yeah. teammate this year as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's it's a, it's a great honor.
0: Yeah, so it's been a while since your final game, um, but obviously being still in the area. Are you able to make it out to any of the Rock Bowl games? Yeah. And, you know, do you even wish you might have had one more chance <laughs> out
1: there? Yeah, so uh, two, two parts of your question. Yeah, the first part is, sure, I make it back to the games mm-hmm. as many as I can or go to them because I'm locally here. But yeah, do I I think, you know what? You always wish you could play one more game, but it wanes as you get older. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think the first three or four years out of college, you bet. I could have you know, geared up and went out in the field in my own mind. I probably couldn't have, but I felt I could. <laughs> but now that I'm at my age, I don't even think about that anymore. Yeah, yeah I think every athlete thinks about one more game if they have one oh, more try.
0: Absolutely. No I'm sure you'd like to have a game out there with the new video board. Yeah, that's, we've got exactly to. <laughs> right.
1: that's exactly right. No question. That's nice technology to have.
0: Yeah, for sure. So in talking with the other inductees and then current and former Dewhawks outside of the series, there's just a lot of pride that comes with being a Dewhawk. Um So what does that mean to you? And how has your time at Loris helped you become the person you are today?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I would put it this way, and I think you've heard it from many others. And if you're not, you will from the <laughs> standpoint of, you know, the Dewhawk connection is alive and well throughout the country. I was amazed when I graduated from Loris and I got into the business world, I'd stumble across numerous... Uh, people who had some tie whether they themselves attended Loris or they had siblings that attended Loris or whatever it may be and they were very familiar with the school but the prep that Loris allowed you through the academia and allows you to mature and guidance down that path really was beneficial when it became to the professional life, but it also in the personal life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, when you graduate from college, you're 21 years old. You don't know what 21, 22 years old. You don't know what the world's going to hold. Right. Right. But at some point, you're going to make a reference back to what you learned in college, Mm -hmm. whether about yourself, through your teachers, through education, whatever it may be, through relationships that you have with friends and other people, and it becomes true benefit for you
0: yeah no that's definitely pretty on par with what others have said as well yeah. but what has life been like for you after loris you know how are you staying busy
1: yeah no question so i had i was very fortunate i had a very uh very good professional career uh rose to the ranks to executive management with various companies i just recently retired in march oh congrats of this year thanks yeah i'm enjoying it so far <laughs> but i'm very fortunate i have a lovely wife that we've been married to for 32 years Uh, We have three great children. We have a son out in Arizona, a daughter in Colorado, and one that just moved to Middleton, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. as well. So we're very proud of each one of them and what they're doing in their careers. And, uh, you know, for a hobby right now, it's just a matter of just uh, finding the time to do the things I didn't have time to do before. Right. (laughs) It's crazy. Exactly. uh, I'm getting a lot of things done around both of the homes. We have a lake home up north, so we spend a lot of time up there Mm -hmm. and uh, just really enjoying life. That's awesome. Point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, now you kind of get to enjoy this moment as well. Um, you know, I have Absolutely. to wait a little bit longer till the celebration in October, um, but we're really excited to get to celebrate all of you and uh, get to have this moment in person, finally, right. after everything we've been through. So thank you again for taking the time to chat with me and share your story. Um, and as I said, we look forward to celebrating you and the other inductees at our Hall of Fame Ceremony in October.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Again, you know, uh, as you think about the history of college and uh, Loris Athletics, And the thousands of athletes that have gone through this school, I feel honored and privileged to be inducted to the Athletic Hall of Fame. I'm excited about it and uh, I thank my coaches that played a role in either nominating for this uh, induction into the hall, my former players, I've maintained relationships with some of them, and it's, it's just been a great experience. And now it's come to fruition, and I, I'm very proud, proud and excited.
0: As you should be, as, as we all are. Great. So, as we get ready to cheer on the Duhawks again this fall, make sure to follow along with all things Loris Athletics online at duhawks.com or on social media by searching Loris College Athletics on Facebook or Loris Athletics on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check back for our next episode in the series, and remember go, Duhawks.
1: Go, Duhawks.